All right. So, you know, these type of topics are ones that a lot of people want to be a part of because they love the fact of walking in destiny, living out our destiny. And it's vitally important that uh, we know how to finish strong. If we are walking with Yahovah, I'm getting ahead of myself. We haven't prayed. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the day. Thank you for your word, that your word is alive. And we ask you, Father, speak your word directly into our spirit. Give us revelation by the spirit. I pray, Father, for an open heaven over every person who is watching, over every person who is listening by podcast later. We just ask, Father, that you minister to every single heart. We, we cancel the assignments of the enemy. We come against the spirit of confusion. We break you in every area where it feels like our faith is is falling over or under attack. We we say, Father, restore our faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So we want to proclaim your word today. We want your word to be alive and effective and bring transformation to our life. So we just commit this time to you and we thank you, Father, if you be for us, who can be against us. We worship you. Thank you, Father. Yes, we press in, Father, so that we can capture by the Spirit what you have to say to us. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Yeshua. We've got some more people coming in. We've got Vicky in Texas. Good to see you, Vicky. Thanks for joining. We've got Lola in Florida. Welcome. We've got Dara. Uh, Dara, yeah. Uh, she's with us. And you're in Indi- Indiana. Is that right? I'll get it right eventually. (laughs) Excellent. All right. You know, what I was saying, if we are walking with Yehovah, if we're walking with God, you will complete your destiny. And that's one of the blessings about why we should spend our time pressing in to know that we are right standing with Yehovah. Because if you and I are walking with Elohim, you will complete your destiny. You are not going to miss it if you are focused each day. Father, I want to walk with you. I want to go on a journey with you. I want to be available for you. What does it take in the midst of destiny? You know, many people, when they look at destiny, you're looking at the unknown. If you're young watching this right now and you're not married and you're, you're praying for your spouse and, you know, you've got your whole life ahead of you and it's like, you know, oh, I want to live destiny. Uh, you know, I want to see God's promises fulfilled within my life. Listen, you don't have to worry about uh, your spouse. You don't have to worry. And it, look, it doesn't matter what age you are. If you are walking with Yehovah, if you're walking with God, you are not going to miss any part of your destiny. Every moment we spend walking with Elohim is not wasted time. <laughs> you are adding benefit after benefit. You are adding fruitfulness to your life by being in his presence. The Father rewards faith. He rewards great faith. And we are called to press in. And, you know, Yeshua was impressed with the faith. Uh, Indiana. Sorry, Dara. I said Indianapolis. All right, I'm getting there. (laughs) I'll get it. What was I saying? Yeah. I love this chat thing as we're going along. It's really good. But uh, (laughs) sometimes it's difficult keeping on track. I want to see what's happening so we can comment and interact with what's going on. But sometimes you you lose your train of thought. Yeah, when we are walking with Yehovah, we are adding to uh, the fruitfulness of our life. 
you won't miss your destiny. You want to secure your destiny. You want to secure the way forward. Then what you have to do is make a decision to walk with Elohim. You've got to make a decision. It doesn't matter what I'm going through. It doesn't matter what's going on. What did we talk about last week? We talked about transformation going forward. We are done with backsliding. And how do we do that? Surrender because we can't do it in the flesh. You have no ability in the flesh. You might be the most disciplined person on the earth, but you are still going to fail as long as you're walking in the flesh. You can have all the principles you like, but you will fail if you're walking in the flesh because the Father has not called us to do that which is possible. He's called us to walk in the impossible. And sometimes it gets a little scary out there as we go on the journey. You know, I'm just going to share a few stories before we get into the, the scripture here. You know, uh, we were in, um, in the UK for two years waiting for the assignment of Yahovah. Where have we got to go next from 2009 to 2011? And it was February 2011 after much fasting and prayer and pressing in and saying, Father, we just want to know your will. Hold on one sec. I've got these great chefs up there. Uh, Hannah just cooked up some amazing storm tonight. It was amazing. Oh, I've just got to make sure everything's settled as we go along here tonight. Welcome, Jerry. Good to see you. From Boston, Massachusetts. Good to have you with us. Hallelujah. And uh, what was I saying? <laughs> yeah, the scary element about walking in destiny. We're no notes tonight. We're just going to flow with it. Walking in destiny, I love this subject. You know, we could we could talk for 100 years on this stuff. But, you know, what, what I was saying, I want to share a, a story of just, you know, what does it look like when you are stepping out? Um, Haley, Hannah, and I were in Wales for two or England, the UK, for two years, and um, praying for the assignment of Yahovah. It was February 2011 when the Ruach Hakodesh says, "The hour has come; it is time for Israel." And listen, we we went through two years of hardship. You know, we lost uh, with the crash in America, 2008. You know, goodness me, we didn't go bankrupt, but we just watched every single asset taken all the way down until we ended up with the exact same money that we walked into uh, America with was the exact same money we took out of America. And the Father gave me a word. They did not receive your message. Uh, and that's why I'm sending you home. So every penny we made in America, we planted into the land. We sowed into the land. We sowed into the lives of the brokenhearted. We reached people in isolation. We took everything, everything. We sowed everything that we had. And when we left the country, we got on an airplane. And I remember the, the Ruach says to me, he says, how much money do you have in your pocket? And I put my hand in my pocket, having no idea how much money was in my pocket. And I look in, in the pocket and guess what? I've got $1,500 in my pocket, and that was exactly how much money I went to America with my family in 2004. I moved my entire family to the United States of America with $1,500 and nowhere to stay. And the Father made a way, and he blessed us, and it was incredible. We had businesses all over the nation. We were involved in projects and ministry and 24-7 radio and television and preaching, traveling ministry. Man, it was amazing what the Father was doing. We're ministering to hundreds of thousands of people. It was incredible what the Father was doing. It was an amazing season. 
And then, you know, we saw everything go. And uh, as we're in the UK, you know, we're buying like, you know, half an organic chicken. And, you know, I never knew how much gasoline cost in America. I never needed to know how much it cost, you know, because I had so many companies. And then here I am in the UK, you know, I'm putting like $7 or $10, you know, in Britain, you know, it's not like America, $10 will get you a quarter tank, you know, in Britain, $10 will get you, you know, 50 miles, you know, and um, we just lived simply and the, the father made a way, he kept us, he looked after us, we prayed, we fasted, we pressed in. We didn't do what we could do in the natural. We looked at where we could sow into the lives of others, you know, we went on radio networks and 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 gifted ministry uh, and sowed and taught and had a great time ministering in Scotland to to over the airwaves over Glasgow what a blessing on revival radio what an amazing time it was uh been able to uh host a show on there it was awesome i think we did in your city the show that we did there that was good and uh, then we ended up in England, and as we were in England, we became homeless, had nowhere to stay. We ended up staying in a hotel free of charge for a year, put up by unbelievers, and just the father made a way. And, you know, just he opened the doors. He will make a way. This is what it's like when we're on this faith journey. And look, if you are waiting to hear the word of Yehovah for the next step, it might cause you to go through hardship. It might cause you to face difficulties that other people would avoid because, they, you know, they're just doing their thing. You know, what are we taught, you know, in business? What are we taught in employment? You, you've got to go out to earn your money. You've got to go out and build your base. But in the spirit, you've got to surrender. And, you know, it's okay if you're put in a place where you're in lack. It's okay if you're under pressure. It's okay if you don't know what the next step is. You know, these are the key dynamics of destiny. When we're walking in destiny, we're walking in, in God's assignment for our life. And sometimes we're, we're going through uh, uh, places where... You know, we're so vulnerable. You have no ability to determine the next step. You don't know how it's going to happen. When I got to America with $1,500, you know, uh, just a few days before we left for the States, or, or the day before, actually, the day before, yeah, the night before we're leaving to fly to America, we get a phone call. The people we're going to stay with, they just had a sudden death in the family and had to leave immediately. And uh, they were in so much shock over what happened. They said, please, can you find somewhere else to stay? Because we're not going to be here. We've got to go to Chicago right away. And, you know, here we are walking in destiny, moving to America with $1,500. And the father supernaturally opened the door. We actually got on the plane not knowing where we were going to go. You know, there was this gentleman used to come up to me at our business, uh, Christian Business Network meetings, and he used to say to me, he said, Kenny, you know, if you ever have a need, you, you, you must call me. If you ever have a need, let me know. And I'm like, you know, brother, blessings, you know, thanks so much. That's very generous of you. Thank you. I was blessed at the time. I, I didn't have any needs. And, you know, and then the Holy Spirit reminds me of this individual. Brother, if you ever have a need, will you call me? And here I am about to get in an airplane to come to America. And I'm thinking, oh, maybe I'll call that brother. Maybe he'll have accommodation. He'll have a, a spare couple of rooms in his house that we could stay in. So I call him up and I'm like, hey, you know, 
Remember you said to me, brother, if you ever have a need just to call you, well, I'm flying to America. I move my family to America tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. And, you know, we have nowhere to stay. Um, I don't know if you're able to put us up. Is that possible? And he's like, oh. He said, any other time it would have been great. It would have been fine. But I've got guests in from Nigeria. I've got uh, guests uh, ministry guests that are staying with me for the next few weeks so it's not going to be possible and I'm like ah all right brother that's no problem and he said no no he said wait a minute he said I told you if you have ever have a need you call me and uh, you've called me so your problem is now my problem you get on the plane and I will find a way for you to have accommodation by the time you land in Charlotte North Carolina so we got on the plane not knowing where we're going to stay. And guess what? We had 26 suitcases on the airplane because I had unlimited mileage, unlimited suitcases. So we just we just walked into the airport like we were, you know, the Saudi Arabian royal family or something, you know, down the first class line. Everyone's looking at us with our big cage and our, you know, the the what they call the guy, the the porter carrying all our cases on this huge big case up to the first class line. Everyone's like, who are those people? Man, they must be the royal family of something, you know? <laughs> anyway, we get on the plane and you've got to fly, but you've got to know how to be in peace in the midst of not knowing what you're walking into. And you might be facing a situation right now where, you know, you're... <laughs> You've got butterflies and you're wondering what the next step is. And, and, you know, I just want you to know the Father is saying, peace be still. You know, if you're walking with me, you're going to walk right in to destiny. You're going to walk right into my presence. So don't get off on your own journey. You know, don't get off the King's Highway. What do we know about the highway? You know, stand and deliver your money or your life. You remember that song, Adam Ants, back in the day? That's showing my age. It's probably the 70s, you know. But, you know, the King's Highway is the road of safety. It's the road of protection by the King. And hallelujah, Yeshua is calling us to walk on his highway. He wants us walking on the highway of Yehovah, the place of safety. You know, if you're on the highway and the freeways within your country, whatever country you're watching from, you have highway patrol. And what's Highway 1982, Jerry says, stand and deliver? Okay, I thought it was like 79 or something, so I was pretty close. Okay, thank you for that, Jerry. You know, fast in the research there or what, huh? <laughs> but when you're on the King's Highway, it's the place of safety. We have patrol cars right now going up and down. It's called Highway Patrol. So if you're on those roads, you're not on the back roads, the back streets where you don't have police protection. You're on the highway. The highway is the most protected road you can drive on. And Highway Patrol's job, job is to make sure you're kept safe so you can get to your destiny. And that's what we're talking about today when we're talking about, you know, uh, walking in destiny. We're talking about going on a journey with Yehovah. If you are on his road, you will not miss your destiny. So, you know, relax. You know, don't be anxious. You might have had lots of challenges and, and uh, you know, lots of stress within your life. And, uh, you know, you've got the enemy trying to 
chew you up because it's so natural in in the human mindset that you've got to know the next step. You've got to know the plan. But when you choose to live by faith, you're stepping out there. You know, you're stepping into a dimension where, you know, you know, it's, it's hope. It's hope. When the father said, this is what I want you to do in the shelter of his wings, domestic violence and abuse. When he says this, it's faith. Step out there. How's this going to come about? But we're starting to put things together to, to, to see these things come together. How's it going to come about? I don't know. But step out. Don't stop. Don't give up. Press in. Watch what the father is going to do. If the father is calling you in a direction, don't miss the call based on what you see in the natural. You might see rejection. You might see lack. But the question is, has God's word spoken? Has God spoken? Is this the direction? Is this the highway of Yehovah? If you get off that highway, you step off the protection of Yehovah to those back streets, to those dangerous places. So I call you right now. If you feel that you're shaken, you know, you feel like you're over there to the left, you know, you're over to the right, you've come off the slip road. Slip road, isn't that a nice name? Slip you know, slip off the road, you know, then I'm calling you to get to the place where you will press in and stay on the highway of Yehovah till you arrive at your destiny. Thank you, Father. Lola's just posted a scripture, Isaiah 43. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. And flames will not scorch you. Hallelujah. For I am Yehovah, your Elohim, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Hallelujah. I have given Egypt as your ransom, Ethiopia and, and Seba in your place, since you have been precious and honored, uh, and honored in my sight. And I have loved you. Therefore, I will give people in your place and nations instead of your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this is what we're seeing, the Father. If you walk through the waters, I will be with you. This is what's awesome about walking by faith. This is not religion. It's not dependent on you understanding theology and the steps of principles and all those things are good but let me tell you something when you walk the life by the spirit you automatically take on the principles and the structures and then you look back after you can look back 10 years later down the road and you look back and it's like wow you know i can see all those principles and all those things that worked in place but i never went on this journey you know trying to work out all, you know, what all the principles mean and how to memorize them all and how to be the best you and all that type of stuff. All I wanted to do was to surrender to him. If you lack wisdom, what does it say in the word? Ask and it will be given. Oh, well, that's great, isn't it? All we have to do is ask and it will be given. All right, what are you saying to me now, Jerry? Stand and deliver was the USA in 1982. It was in the UK in the top spot in 1981. There you go. We're getting closer to the late 70s now, aren't we? <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. 
stand and deliver your money or your life. You know, we've got protection on the king's highway. You know, the father is going to come against the assignments of Hasatan, and he is going to give us the breakthrough. So anyway, we get into America. We don't know where we're going to go. We get stuck in customs. We nearly never even get through customs uh, because this guy is just kicking everybody out of the country. And I'd come into America way too many times, and we were in the process of getting our visas, but we didn't have our visas yet. And I'm like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. We're going to get kicked out of the country. But we stood in the place of prayer, and the Father gave us the breakthrough for coming into the land. And when we came outside, four hours later, our friends with a truck and a huge trailer were waiting for us for four hours uh, after we landed. They loaded everything up. They got a phone call with a piece of paper of an address and drove us uh, to the second largest home in North Carolina. And um, I'm telling you what, man, we, we walked into an ambassador's welcome to the United States of America as a family. It was incredible. What a beautiful home and incredible hospitality. What a blessing it was what the Father did. Man, he just brought us into a place of peace for us to prepare or how he was going to establish us in the country. So when we were coming to Israel, you know, it, look, what, what, we're, what we're talking about is rejection, commissioning, and faith. You know, when you face rejection, how are you going to respond in the place of rejection? What does it look like, you know? Uh, are you going to give up? Are you just going to, uh, you know, throw the towel in, you know? Or are you going to stand? When you've done all to stand, what are you called to do? Stand firm then. That doesn't make sense. You know, hey, when you've done all to stand, just stand. Well, I've done all to stand, duh. You know, so what's it talking about? It's not about standing in the natural. When you've done all to stand, stand firm then. You have got to move into the spirit and what did we talk about last week? What was one of the, the, the sessions that we talked about? We talked about faith on the outside versus faith on the inside. And when it comes to walking destiny, many people will miss key elements of their destiny because they panic, they take their eyes off Yeshua, they leave his highway, and they try and work out things themselves. Yes, you've got to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, but you do it in his presence. You don't leave his path. And what is Teshuvah all about? Teshuvah is to turn around, to come back to the place that you are meant to be, to return to his instructions, to return to the order of Yehovah. And I want to encourage you tonight as you're listening. I want to encourage you if you feel like there's areas where you're failing. And, you know, I was just, I've done a lot of counseling on the phone today and, and sharing with people and, and people who've asked for calls. And uh, we've just been going through so much today, ministering, you know, for for hours and just watching what the Father is doing. It's really really was incredible and and you know i'm not i'm not really going to go into i'm not going to go into the issues and the things that uh we were going through today but but one thing that really uh, was troubling is you know people have been part of groups who have put um what's the word condemnation such heavy condemnation on people that it's caused the breakdown of relationships and how they can communicate with others and it's put them in very fear of their salvation and uh, you know what we did is we went through uh, Romans chapter 7 talking about the struggles within 
And when you're walking with faith, you know, I want you to realize that every part of this journey, yes, if you've got butterflies and things happening in your life and you're, whew, you got to take a big deep breath and, you know, you're speaking things out and your voice gets a little quieter because, you know, the people you're talking to don't really believe what God is saying to you, you know. But you feel you've just got to speak it out anyway, even if you look stupid in the presence of man. You've just got to speak it out anyway. It's okay to speak it out, even when the people don't understand. You know, I got up, I stood up on a chair. I think it's my wife's 30th birthday, long time ago, back in Bethlehem. <laughs> she was 30 years old. We're living in Wales, and, you know, we had this tiny little house. You know, in fact, the house was the size of this studio room upstairs and downstairs, you know, tiny little place. And um, I stood up in a chair. Uh, there's maybe 25 people there in the house. We're celebrating birthday, having a great time. And uh, I said, I just want you all to know that uh, God's going to give me $24 million in telecommunications in the next 10 months. And I want to tell you right now, so when you see it, you will see the miraculous power of Yahovah. And I wrote, so, I wrote something down here that I want to share at this point. You know, it's about breaking the faith barrier. It's about pressing forward into a new dimension. But, you know, when you're breaking the barriers of faith, and I'm sure I'll say this a few times in this message, it's not about great faith, but it's about a great God. You know, so when I was standing up and making a declaration of faith of what the Father had said, what I was doing is I was preparing the king's road. If you believe it, you can confess it. You know, sometimes you hide things down. You don't speak them out because, oh, man, people are going to think I'm stupid. Let me tell you something. You share, you, you know, you know, God's not going to fail you. You share it. You know, we don't have the provision for launching uh, uh, in, in the shelter of his wings. We don't have the provision for all the things we're doing, but we have the word and we speak forth the word and we proclaim what the Father is saying. And then we have to stand in the place where we pray in the spirits and we, we speak over the building. We walk around the building. We say, thank you, Father, for bringing in the hurting people, people who are facing abuse, people who are, who are scared for their very lives. Father, you will bring them into this home as a place of shelter to bring restoration to their lives and, and prepare them for the next chapter, for the next part of their lives. Father, we thank you. We pray for an open heaven that salvation will be in this house. That healing will be in this house. Deliverance will be in this house. Protection will be in this house. So we have the property, but we don't have the people yet. We don't have the resources to do all the things that we need to do. But guess what? We're going to do it anyway. We're going to prophesy. We're going to speak it out. So I stand up there and I make that declaration. God's going to give me $24 million in telecoms in 10 months. Haley's like, what did, you know, after the party, like, did you really have to do that? Did you really, you know, look, there was nobody in the room that made more than $30,000 a year, you know? Did you really have to stand up? Yep, I said, yeah, I did. Because I am walking in destiny. And I'm walking in accordance with his will. I wasn't standing up with a prideful statement. I was standing up to say this, you will see the goodness of God. There was people in that room who ended up working for me because of the blessings that came in in 10 months. There was one, two, three, three people in that room who ended up uh, being blessed financially because of me standing on a chair. 
So we've got to speak things out. We've got to proclaim things out. You know, when the angel of Yahovah speaking to Abraham said, you know, this time next year you'll have a son. Yeshua speaking, by the way, the angel of the Lord. What's Sarah, Sarah doing? She's <laughs> in the tent. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. You know, I'm out here for, what, 10 years? We haven't heard a word of Yehovah in all that time. And <laughs> this time next year, you're going to have a child. You know, did you laugh? No, 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 I didn't laugh. Oh, well, let me tell you something. What, what are we talking about? We're not talking about how great faith is. We're talking about how great Yehovah is. Hallelujah. And that's what we live. We live to reflect who he is. We can proclaim his name. Hallelujah. Sandy's making a declaration. She says, Amen. I proclaim that Yehovah would heal me of a physical disease in 2007 on Yom Kippur. I woke up and he said he had healed me. He certainly had. Hallelujah. Well, we, we continue to release the healing power of Yeshua over you right now, Sandy. We say that you are supernaturally healed because it's by his stripes you are saved. <clears throat> Hallelujah. New Day says, I've had clergy and leaders marginalize my testimony, calling me crazy. That's right. Look, you know, so many people, if they can't ground it in the natural, they think you're off your rocker, you know. Oh, you know, there comes one of those holy rollers, you know, what's going on with them? Anyway, you know, I was sharing with someone today and they were struggling because of the battle of the flesh. And uh, they were put under condemnation by other people and by misinterpreting words and preaching that they had heard. And, you know, it brought them to a place where they didn't even know if God loved them or even cared or if he cared for them. And uh, I want to read this scripture after I take a sip of water. I hope you're enjoying the word tonight. I'm, I'm enjoying uh, ministering tonight. Verse 15. I do not understand what I do, for what I want to do I do not do, but what I hate I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. It is, as it is, it is no longer I myself who sin living in me. I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature. Let's get things in their perspective and in place. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For what I do not Sorry, for what I do, I do, 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 a da, da, da. <laughs> That's what it sounds like in this portion. For what I do is not the good I want to do, nor the evil I do not want to do. This I keep on doing. Lots of do's and doings here, yeah? So I find this law at work. When I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being I delight in Elohim's law, but I see another law at work in the members of my body, waging war against the law of my mind, and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within my members. What a wretched man I am! Who will rescue me from this body of death? Oh, let's close our Bibles and go home. See you all next week. Please don't stop. What's the next verse? 
<laughs> Don't stop there. Who will rescue me from this body of death? Thanks be to Elohim through Yeshua, our Lord. So then I myself, in my mind, am a slave to Elohim's law, but in the sinful nature, a slave to the law of sin. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Yeshua the Messiah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But guess what? You've got this war going on. We haven't even got to Mark chapter 6 yet, have we? Man, this is great. Man, we're just having fun tonight. But, you know, but it's serious stuff. It's so important what the Father is saying and what he is speaking. You know, it's it's amazing. You know, so you've got this battle that's going on in yourself. And here's the enemy coming along trying to condemn you. You're no good. You know, why would God love you? Look at those thoughts you have. And the very thoughts you have are thoughts that the enemy is trying to plant within your life. He's putting them in your mind. And you've got to take the thought captive. Lasso it. Get hold of it. And make it accountable to the word of Yehovah. Don't give the thoughts of Hasatan room within your mind. Don't meditate on them. Don't spend time meditating on that which is sinful. Say, Father... I'm under attack right now. You know, this is happening in my life, whatever it may be. If it's addiction, uh, you know, start praying in the Spirit. Start singing. Get into worship. Hallelujah. Say to your flesh, ha, you know, I'm denying you. If you have problems dealing with controlling your flesh, then you have to start learning how to fast. You've got to get on a free day, a seven day, a 21 day fast. And, you know, no one does the 14. Maybe someone does the 14 days. But get on a fast and start saying to the body, I deny you. You are not going to be in control. I deny you. I'm going to fast. I'm telling you, flesh, you are going to be subject to the Spirit, and we are going to see the victory of Yehovah. So when rejection comes, when a plan that you think is meant to happen breaks, and you're like, Father, I know I'm going in your direction. I'm walking in destiny. And then here, here, here's a breakage. You know, the place I'm meant to stay is no longer there. Here's a breakage. And let me tell you something. Every time you step out in faith, you will always find a place where something doesn't go the way you think it's going to go. It's like a holy setup, you know. Why? Because the enemy, when you speak things out, he wants to uh, destroy the work of Yehovah in your life. He doesn't want you to succeed. He doesn't want you to get to the other side. Hey, guess what? We've had no drop frames, and I've got new internet system in the studio right now. So I hope you're enjoying this great feed that we're having right now. Hallelujah. You know, talk about breakages. That's what was bringing to my mind. How many times in uh, this last, what, 35 days have we had interruptions with the internet? You know, we're walking in destiny. We're on, you know, on the path of destiny the Father's called us to do. And there's things that break down, things that happen. And now we're in a position where we see the freedom to press forward. The Father will provide a way. He will make a way. And I never knew there was a way. I thought I had the highest, most powerful connection that you could possibly get. Now we've got it. You know, another upgrade came out that's three times bigger than the one we had before. Hallelujah. So we are blessed to be able to get the signal out and do what the Father has called us to do. You know, pressing forward. Hallelujah. So there's going to be things that happen. So when we made the plan to move to Israel... 
we moved to Israel, and by the time we bought our plane tickets, we had about $15 left. And we had a place to stay in the Galilee. We are going to be staying with a friend in the Galilee. It just all happened a week before we were meant to leave. We left in June. And uh, a week before, we lost connection with our friend. We have no connection, nowhere to communicate with her. And we ended up getting on the plane. Yeah, I'm sending text messages and emails and nothing's happening. We don't know what's happening. We got on the plane not knowing where we were going to go. But will you still go anyway? Are you going to walk in destiny even when you don't know what you're walking into? So we're flying to a new country and we haven't even got enough money to leave the airport. Well, we could have got a couple of bottles of water. That would have been a blessing. So we had no idea what's going to happen. Is someone going to be at the airport to pick us up or not? We had no communication. And Haley, Hannah and I, we moved to Israel with one red bag each. That's all we took. Three red bags and our carry-on, you know. And off we went. We're moving to Israel. This is our new home. This is the plan. This is our destiny. This is where the Father has taken us. We are walking in destiny. But a breakage took place. So when you see something fall over in the road ahead, don't be afraid. For God is with you. Let me get some water here. He is with you. When we arrived in uh, Ben-Gurion Airport, we walk out Ben-Gurion Airport just praying in the Spirit as we're waiting for our bags, praying in the Spirit. We come through and I walk through into the welcome hall area with an expectation. Father, I know you're faithful. I have no idea who's going to meet me. I have no idea what's happening. But we trust in you. And we know that you're a miraculous Elohim. You're an incredible God. And we are on your highway. And we walked out into Ben-Gurion Airport. And let me tell you something. There's this guy standing. This guy is standing there with a piece of paper. It's got Kenny Russell written on it. I walk up and I'm like, man, maybe there's another Kenny Russell. Who knows? <laughs> I walked up. I'm like, hi, I'm Kenny Russell. And uh, wow, hallelujah. He said, I've come to pick you up, you and your family. The person you're staying with has had a stroke. And uh can't speak and is partially paralyzed so they, they only got a message out today to say that you were coming to the airport because for a whole week she was unable to check emails answer phones and look at messages and all that type of stuff so it was supernatural the father did it he made a way and we were able to go and minister to that individual and 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 just help them through that uh, stroke and see her uh, get back to recovery. Hallelujah. The Father is supernatural. He is a blessing. He's a blessing. So you'll have things that happen in the way. And when those roadblocks happen, don't worry about it. It's okay. Come on. Let's press through. Don't be afraid. So let's get to Mark chapter 6. You know, since we've been speaking about, what, 40 minutes or something like that. Mark chapter 6, verse 1, Yeshua left there and went to his hometown accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. Where did this man get these things? They asked. What's this wisdom that has been given him um, that he even does miracles? Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son 
and the brother of James, John, Judas, and Simon, aren't his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Yeshua said to them, Only in <coughs> his hometown, among his relatives, and in his own house, is a prophet without honor. He could not do any miracles there except laying his hands on a few sick people uh, and healing them. And he was amazed at what? Their lack of faith. He was amazed at the lack of faith. You know, for all the people who should have been cheering him on, for all the people who should have been blessed at what the Father was doing, his own people, his own relatives, you know, from the, from the house of David. Hallelujah. They were rejecting him. You know, and what does he do straight after this rejection? He doesn't go into depression. He recognizes this. And he was amazed at their lack of faith. You know, I'm amazed today at how so many believers live. I'm amazed at the lack of faith. I'm amazed that many people don't want to walk in the Spirit. I'm amazed that people would rather live, you know, an earthly, you know, mundane life when we have been given the opportunity to walk in the victory of Yahovah with testimonies and, and transformation. And, you know, we all should be walking around as a book to be read of the glory of Yahovah. Again, it's not about how great faith is, but it's how great Yahovah is. So he was amazed at their lack of faith. He was amazed at how much they didn't trust in Yahovah or believe him. Hallelujah. So what does he do straight after that? He commissions the disciples. Then Yeshua went around teaching from village to village. Verse 7, calling the twelve to him, he sent them out two by two and gave them authority over evil spirits. These were his instructions. Take nothing for the journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money, in your belts, no MasterCard, no Visa. <laughs> Wear sandals, but not an extra tunic. Whenever you enter a house, stay there until you leave that town. And if, and if any place will not welcome you to listen to you, shake the dust off your feet when you leave as a testimony against them. They went out and preached that people should repent. They drove out many demons and anointed many sick people with oil and healed them. Hallelujah. So what did Yeshua do in the midst of rejection? How hard is it when the people closest to you, the people who should love you, he walks into his own community center in his hometown. That's what a synagogue is. It's the community center. It's all the families that he grew up with. And how did they respond to him? with lack of faith. They took offense at him. They took offense. <laughs> Where'd you learn this? You didn't go off to school to do this stuff. Who taught you this stuff? Where did this wisdom come from? We take offense. This shouldn't be you doing this. This should be someone who's gone off to um, rabbinical training, you know? Not, not you. They took offense. But what did Yeshua do? He commissioned the disciples. His faith was not affected. So if you're in the place of rejection and people are speaking 
harshly or, or bad against you. Don't let it uh, challenge or take your faith away. Press in. And, you know, tonight, I just want to proclaim right now, this is time to be commissioned. This is time to be sent. We are on the countdown to get to Shavuot. We're, we're expecting on this feast day, this important day, for the outpouring, a greater outpouring of his spirit and of his fire. And what, what's the point of this outpouring? Why are we going to receive an incredible measure of the spirit and of fire? Because there's a job that we have to do. We're called to walk in destiny. Listen, I hope you're excited and encouraged today about how important it is to walk in destiny. Look, it's vitally important. You've got to press forward. You've got to press in and say, Father, you know, even, even when I'm facing challenges, you might be coming to the end of a chapter, the end of something. What are you going to do? Listen, you don't have to put your hook. You don't have to put your anchor into something else, of, of, of some source of dependence. Listen, don't operate in fear. Let the word of Yehovah reign in your life. Let his word reign. When I stood on that chair and proclaimed to uh, our friends in the home, in 10 months from now, I'm going to close a deal for $24 million in telecommunications. What was I looking at? I wasn't looking at a room full of faith. I didn't have, I didn't have, any, I didn't have any place to put my trust. Listen, there was no, you know, can you imagine, just picture this, you know, if I walked into the local fellowship we're a part of and went to the pastor and said, I just want to share with you what the fathers told me, you know, What's he going to say? Oh, well, you know, Kenny, that's just awesome. That's that's just really good. You know, bless your cotton socks, you know. You know, why don't you go pray for a real, you know, word, you know, or, or something that's really from heaven. You know, God's going to give you, you know, a multi-million dollar deal in telecoms. You know, come on. Go, go and find another vision from God. Stop eating the pizza at night before you go to sleep. Listen, I had a clear word from Yehovah. I didn't go asking other people, what do you think? I'm not looking for their agreement. I don't need it because if I have agreement with the Holy Spirit, that's all I need. I'll proclaim it. I will speak it out. His word will come true. And 10 months later, what did I do? I closed a deal for $24 million. Supernatural. Supernatural. I followed the steps of Yehovah. Yes, there was many things in 10 months that looked so ridiculous didn't look like it was going in the right direction how can this be effective to my goal that the father has given me and the father said trust me enemy walk this way here's a divine appointment these are the people that i need you to connect with this is where i need you to go and it does you know when you're going on that journey to the road you know you're going over bypasses you're going over different places and you're losing the scenery that you would expect to see you know, you're doing things that you don't think are part of fulfilling destiny. Well, I don't know if I can do that. That's not really part of my destiny. Listen, it doesn't matter if it's what the Father's called you to do on the journey. You do it anyway with a grateful heart. So what's the Father saying? Who's your covering? Who's, you know, you're not looking at the pastor of a, of a fellowship. You're not looking at a Kela leader to say, I want to come under your covering. That's not biblical. You are under the covering of Yeshua 
we can associate with others and walk with others. Hallelujah. Let's walk together in the unity of the brethren, but don't come under the authority of another. That's not man's position. If you do, we're setting ourselves up for coming under the rule of the Antichrist. We must be under no other covering than Yeshua the Messiah. He is the head and we are the body. And if we keep that order right, you're going to keep in a safe place. And you're going to avoid manipulation, control, and people uh, trying to dominate and bring their things into your walk. And you might think that's a good thing. You might think, oh, well, that's just good discipline. Listen, look, I am blessed with the abundance of counsel. It's good to have the abundance of counsel, but I'm not going to my accountant to ask my accountant how I should run my business because the accountant's not going to give me uh, the advice that's going to be pioneering and breakthrough. The accountant's going to give me the advice of safety, gathering, you know, making sure that you've got enough to cover uh, your accounts receivables for your money coming in and you know they have a different way of looking looking at things and if you're an accountant bless you I'm not coming against accountants I'm just talking about the principle of visionaries and who you go to to get advice you want to go to other pioneers other visionaries and share with them and be encouraged with the things they're learning and how they're walking through these things in their journey so you don't go to an accountant to ask how to build your business. So don't put yourself under the covering and under the authority of another. You don't need to do that. It's not biblical. That's not what it says. Yeah, we have eldership over communities, and that is good. Eldership, you know, dealing with issues that need to be dealt with within the community to have godly order. That's what we need. But what we don't need is this form of covering that is talked about that's not in the scripture oh hallelujah rejection commissioning and faith so we're just going to jump over to verse 30 <laughs> you know sorry about missing out about the bits of herod and killing john the baptist and uh seeing yeshua but you know i just want to press in i'm just looking at what the time is you know uh we are five minutes away from one hour so let's see what happens here Verse 30, the apostle, is that where we're at? Yeah, verse 30, the apostles gathered around Yeshua and reported to him all that they had done and taught. They, uh, then because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, uh, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away by themselves in the boat to a solitary place. But many who saw them leaving recognized them and ran on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. When Yeshua landed and saw the crowd, he says, What do you think you're doing? I'm trying to get to a solitary place. Oh, we're tired. We need a rest. <laughs> That's... That's not what it says in the nearly inspired version. I don't know about your version, but it doesn't say that in the NIV. This is what it says. When Yeshua landed, he saw the large crowd. And guess what? He's walking destiny. And sometimes things happen that require effort in front of us on the journey that's not expected. You know, what are we trying to do? We're trying to get to a place. Come, let us go by ourselves and get some rest. And the people are so excited, they want to get there 
they want to receive. And Yeshua, when he saw the large crowd, listen, uh, you know, look into the eyes of the brokenhearted. Stop living in your own little bubble trying to do your own Jesus thing. Let's be concerned about the needs of others. Come on. Is your heart broken for the things that break the heart of others? You know, let's come to the place where we see victory in Yeshua. Let's come to the place where we see his glory manifest within our lives. We have got to look into the eyes of the brokenhearted. Look into his eyes and see what the Father is doing. He said he he saw the large crowd. He had compassion on them because they were sheep without a shepherd. What do you see when you look around your community? All right, yep, you're all right, yep, I'm all right, you're all right, yep, I'm all right. <laughs> People on the outside, they're always all right. But you know, what did Yeshua say? He looked and he saw sheep without a shepherd. He saw people wandering. You know, their frames are walking down the street. You know, they're all coming, they're gathering. They want to hear from Yeshua. They're coming to receive they're desperate to receive something from all the towns as the people were running going from one town to the next town come quick you know Yeshua come quick we're going to see Yeshua come quick and they all ran 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 until this huge crowd arrived at the destination where Yeshua was he said he had compassion on them because they were they were sheep without a shepherd so he began teaching them many things this is the key. This is what the shepherd does. He teaches us. He is the good shepherd. We don't need heavy shepherds. We don't need heavy shepherding, manipulating, controlling, lying devils, you know, trying to manipulate you, tell you what you've got to do with your life. No, we don't. But what do we need? We need the, the, the good shepherd, the ministry of the good shepherd to come into our lives. We've got to make room for the Father to communicate and speak and that's why I'm sharing from testimony tonight on walking in destiny and the steps that we take and the, the things that we happen. You know, I want you to to capture, you know, living by faith and walking in destiny is not easy. But it's okay. He is able. By this time, it was late in the day. So the disciples came to him. This is a remote place, they said, and it's already very late. Send the people away so that they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy something for themselves to eat. But he answered, you give them something to eat. <laughs> the, the apostles, not the disciples now. They're commissioned. Now they're apostles now. The apostles, the sent ones, hallelujah. They said to him, <laughs> that would take eight months of a man's wages <laughs> Are we to go and spend that much on bread and give it to them to eat? You know, what, what you want to go take our resources out of the, the, the Jesus the Messiah ministry fund and uh, go buy all these people uh, bread that much and give it to them to eat? Really, can we afford to do this? Can we talk to the in-house accountant, please? Where's Judas? <laughs> How many loaves do you have? He asked. Go and see. When they found out, they said, five and two fish. Hallelujah. Five little loaves, two little fish, and a great big crowd to feed. Then Yeshua directed them. 
<laughs> he directed them to have all the people sit down in groups on the green grass and they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and he gave thanks and he broke the loaves. Father, will you break our hearts with the things that break yours? How are we going to see revival in this generation? It's only by us walking in brokenness. We've got to break the provision that we have. Don't take it and think five little loaves and two fish wasn't even enough to feed the disciples. So it's <clears throat> it's okay taking the little that we have and breaking it and sowing it because God is able, like the widow we read from the other day in the book of Numbers, you know, Elijah, you go bake me a cake, a, a, a bread roll first, and then your soul shall never dry. And what's the father saying in this place? He said he looked up to heaven and he broke bread. Listen, when you get to that place, don't forget to look up to heaven and to make a declaration of thanksgiving. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. He took the five little loaves, the two fish. He looked up to heaven. He gave thanks and broke the loaves. And then he gave them to his disciples to set before the people. He also divided the two fish among them all. They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces of bread and fish. The number of men who had eaten was 5,000. Hallelujah, 5,000 plus women and children. Over 25,000 people ate from five little loaves and two little fish. When we give thanks over the word of Yehovah, when we give thanks, when we know what he is doing, we will see great faith in action. Hallelujah. I'm looking at the time. Uh, what have we got going on here? Let's have a look at some of the messages. John says, uh, I got led to Hastings from London on January. Next step, 12-bedroom recovery house. Hallelujah. Amen, John. We will pray for you for that to take place. So that's what we need. We need places where people can come and recover and be restored. Hallelujah. That, what a blessing to hear. <coughs> Sandy said, good encouragement, brother. Amen. Sandy says, Father answered me on rejection. He said, don't think they have rejected you, but me from being Yehovah over them. That's right. Randy says, five books of the Torah. Amen. He took the five little loaves representing the word. Hallelujah. Five books of Torah. And uh, he fed the people. Amen. You know, I want to encourage you right now. You know, I've got... <laughs> I haven't got any notes. You know, this is my notes. You know, like you know, a couple little words on a piece of paper. Did I actually say all my notes on the piece of paper? No, I didn't. I got through most of them. But I've got so much more to say on this because there's so much that we need to get hold of. And, you know, I, I want you to learn from the things that the Holy Spirit has taught me on this faith journey, on walking destiny. It's amazing. I love walking destiny. Cah. As I'm thinking about it, you know, the Father's given me things to add to my notebook, you know. Um, for tomorrow. Isn't that cool? So I'll just write that down, leave that there. 
because we're going to come back to bar tomorrow and we're going to keep on this subject and you know I want us to walk together in unity I don't want you getting caught on the back streets you know but to be on the king's highway that if you are what if you are walking with God you will reach your destination you will re you you have a confidence <laughs> this is not Annie I have confidence confidence in me and <laughs> I've got three sisters right I was brought up I was forced to watch these musicals oh man I don't like them you know sound of music are you kidding me enough to drive you crazy anyway ah <sighs> you get these songs in your head no it's not about confidence in me what's it about confidence in him it's not about what you can do it's what he can do oh yes you can do things you can do plenty go on go live your life do your thing enjoy you know stand up and motivationally speak and talk about the things that you did because of all the principles that you applied and blah 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 or why don't you take hold of the testimony, testimony of walking your destiny in Yehovah? Because he will take you beyond anything you can accomplish in the flesh. And the things that we uh, attain on the way are things that have eternal value. It's not about the flash car. It's not about the great place to stay. It's not about those things. What's it about? Building up our treasures in heaven. And seeing his kingdom come. And as we go along the road of destiny, what do we do? We see people in need and we take their hand and we bring them onto the highway of Yehovah where they can find healing, deliverance, salvation. He is a mighty God. Listen, I hope you're blessed and encouraged with what we're sharing tonight. And, you know, write down, you know, what's the Father speaking to you? What step are you at? Sometimes you can't, you don't have to look away down the road. The Father might give you a word for down the road and you proclaim it and see it come to pass. Abraham did. And we are still walking down the road of what Abraham saw. It's okay to see in the distance. But can you move? Can you step out when you don't know the end from the beginning? I just got another thing for tomorrow. Let me write it down. Excuse me, everyone. <laughs> I'm just going to write something down. Just talk amongst yourself. <laughs> That's what I'm going to share on tomorrow. That's awesome. You know, look, if you don't write these things down when he gives them to you, you just lose it, you know. <sighs> Father, we love you. Father, we want to thank you for this day. We thank you for the blessing of coming together. We thank you for fellowship and Father, for your word, and more than anything, we just want to look into your face. And we just want to tell you, Father, we need you. We need more of you. Will you flood our lives? Will you bring healing? For those of you who are sick, just place your hands on the part of the body where you're sick. God is faithful. He is a faithful God. I release supernatural healing over you right now. By his stripes you are healed. We cancel the assignments of the enemy. We speak peace over our bodies. We speak healing over brokenness. We speak creative miracles right now in Yeshua's name. We just proclaim salvation and healing right now. Be healed. 
if you're emotionally broken because of what people have spoken to you and you know that you've stepped off the highway because of the pressures of man, you've been led astray, wolf in sheep's clothing, you've been pushed over to the left and to the right and you're broken right now, then the, the Holy Spirit says, I'm healing you. And even in the midst of your failures, even in the midst of your brokenness, God says, I love you. I love you so much. And he wants to wrap his arms around you. He wants to comfort you right now. He is your all in all. He's your support. You've got to be the whole person that you need to be. You, you, you can't find this in another human being. It's only found in his presence. The only one who can make you whole is Yeshua. It's not in teaching. It's not in learning principles. It's in yielding. So come into his presence and say, Father, I'm broken. Father, I've got it wrong. I've been under so much pressure of man. I've been taught lies. I've been pushed down in, into falsehood, into bad paths. And I ask you, Father, deliver me. Rescue me. Help me. Save me. And for those obstacles where it looks like there's a roadblock, help me to keep walking forward. Help me to keep going on. Even when it doesn't look like there's, there's headlights on the highway. Will you shine before me? Will you shine up the road before me so I can see where I'm going and what I'm doing? Help us to rest in you, to rest in faith, to know that you are able. Well, I hope you're blessed and encouraged with the message tonight. And uh, I just hope it has been what uh, the Father has ordered for you today. Hey, Tony, welcome. Good to see you, brother. Um, you know, it's, it's been a blessing to share the things that we just talked on tonight because this is so important. Because, you know, I want us to live and fulfill our destiny. Let's not fall short of our destiny. What has to change for us to be on the king's highway what what steps do we need to take what price are we willing to pay it's like i said if you can't get your body in line you've got to fast <laughs> some things don't come out apart from prayer and fasting you know maybe you need to go on a 40-day fast 40 days are you kidding <laughs> no no i'm telling you there's nothing more refreshing more transforming than a good old 40-day fast you know Walk in the blessings. Don't be afraid, you know. But if, if if you need a deep work to go through, you know, I shared the other day about fasting 40 days because of the sickness of another person. Nothing to do with fasting for me for 40 days. You know, my body suffered for 40 days and I wasn't even praying about me, you know. So it's not always about going into a fast concerning ourselves. But, you know, if you're in that place where... You're struggling and, and, and you feel like you're so walking in the flesh. Surrender and move into a fasting lifestyle. And seek the Father how long you need to fast for. It's okay. Oh, thank you, Father. Well, you know, if if you want to email me, you can email me. Right, let me write it in. It's Kenny at Bulldoze of Faith. Kenny at bulldozerfaith.com. That's where you can email me. Let me tell you something. You know, through all the years of traveling, uh, you know, I used to get up to some months 30,000 emails a month of people asking questions, asking for prayer, asking for needs. 
you can't function in that environment. But, you know, I want to tell you something. I'm in a place right now where there's time. I'm not traveling. I'm not got 155 million things going on. And I'm just in the place of prayer and prayer and pressing in. And, you know, if you need counsel, if you need someone to pray with you, talk with you through stuff, then send me an email. Share with me what's going on. And, you know, send me your phone number and uh tell me what time zone you're in and what area you're in and uh let's let's see how we can uh just talk things through because you know it's in these conversations that people can be set free there's so much we can do on this feed together but i just want you to know that we are available to help to bring forth encouragement um you know i take note of every person that comes on these feeds and uh, that connect, and those that write that don't even say anything. There's people out there, they're not even putting messages on. They're listening, and some of them are emailing and sharing what the Father's doing. That's okay. You don't need to speak out that you're there. You can sit in the background. That's fine. But I just want to know that the Father's ministering to you. I want to know that you're being blessed. If you're blessed and encouraged and you, you want to sow into the ministry and the things that we do, even at this time of the... Uh, you know, the lockdown and everything that's happening. Listen, everybody, many people are affected. Everyone's affected. And, uh, you know, we are standing in the gap for the increase in the resources of Yehovah to do what we are doing. doesn't sound like a good time to be launching new projects in the midst of the coronavirus in lockdown. But you know what? That's what the Father says. Press forward because we are not in the economy of this world. We're in the kingdom economy. So we thank you for every person that supports the ministry, every person that prays for the ministry. Thank you so much. We value you so much. If you haven't given to the ministry or you want to know how to give, you can follow the link. It's bulldozeoffaith.com forward slash give. And uh, we appreciate you standing with us. All right, guys. Well, uh, thanks, thanks a lot. It's uh, one hour and 15 minutes. I think we've been on tonight. And uh, we have had no drop... Uh, a few drop frames, just a couple. Amen. We are in <laughs> some good internet in this place now. Hallelujah. So I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. We're going to keep on this course. I want to encourage you right now, if you're on YouTube, make sure you like the channel, subscribe so you get the updates. If you're on Facebook, uh, you know, post comments, share, tell your friends, give, give someone this message, you know. Who do you know? Just ask the Father right now. Who do you know that needs to hear this word today? And just send them the link to this message last night and today because we're going to do a seven-part, looks like, on uh, walking in destiny. All right, guys. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Shalom, shalom. <laughs> Jerry says, are you on 5G now? Yes, I'm on 5G. I am not afraid of 5G. I've installed 5G into this property Man, we are flying on 5G. Listen, I'm, I am not caught in conspiracy theories. I am not going to get sick. I want to tell you the frequency of the Holy Spirit is so powerful within our bodies. There's nothing that can come against us. Nothing can come against, against us. So, yeah, we're using the 5G platform. That's what we need. We've got to get things out. <laughs> Let us know what, how it works. I'll let you know. But let me tell you something. I've been through all the digital age. I've worked in telecommunications. I've worked in microwave communications where we've sent signals uh, 
you know, in the Galilee, we had a, a link, a microwave link on the top of our property on the Galilee to the top of the Golan Heights to get high-speed broadband. Let me tell you something. That signal power is, is uh, you know, way more powerful than what this 5G network in my house uh, really looks like, you know? And, you know, the military's been using greater elements than 5G. What gets released to the public has been used in high places for many years. <laughs> so, anyway, we're not concerned about these things. We're pressing forward. All right, have a great day. Esther, have a great day, of course, because you're just at the start of the day. All the rest of us coming to the end of the day. Shalom, shalom. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow.